ladies and gentlemen, we are back again, back again, about to make rap bitches rap again. Um, Charity Croft is an artist, a musician, a lyricist, an intellectual, a content creator, an activist, and an entrepreneur. I'm sure I missed some. He has penned several tracks with me, with us. Oh, wait, because now we're both the same. <laughs> we create. We have created so much cool music together, and I needed to share him with y'all before we wrap up season two, because this is like super... It's just important. And we already did Cruella. We did Chuck E. Cheese together, and we just did a new one. Mm-hmm. Should we tell them the title of it? I think I'm looking at Nick as to whether or not we should tell them the title. Okay, well, they we're going to wait. We're going to wait. I'm going to you. Oh, uh, okay. But they I mean, say, the they say three, title, three times a charm. I don't know if we're going to go with it, mm. but probably. The working title is G-Spot. 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 Yes. Mm. So uh, he also recently penned a hit for Flo Millie. I mean, you're getting placements all the time. Um, one of my favorite collaborators, like from a songwriter angle, but also I just started as a fan of you. That's like really how. Well, I, I didn't was, pimp for clarity. I didn't pin a track for Flo Millie. I helped to co-produce a song for Saucy Santana and, and Flo Millie. Oh shit! Yes, because right. Saucy's on it too. Right, right, right. Oh, so yeah, fucking yeah, good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so hailing for, hailing from Chicago, and then recently moved to LA because he loves me so much. This is Charity Croft, and we're gonna have a conversation. Howdy, partner. About whatever we want to talk about. We about talk your forever. love for the Boston Celtics. Oh. I, oh, so I was explaining to them <laughs> that I be having to tell this to white people all the time. Yes. <laughs> is that like niggas do not be wearing hats or team hats because of the team. We're wearing it because of the color. The color. Fashion. For fashion. I, I don't give a fuck why, about the Boston Celtics. I start with nigga. the shoes, and then I see the green theme, and I go, I'm like, it's green. And I'm like, oh, they're wearing Celtics. the hat for the color, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I don't care about the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I don't you from Boston, currently, correct? Well, kind of. I'm from Maine, but True. it's all the same sports oh, okay. sure. teams, so sure. pretty yeah, much yeah. you know the yeah. same shit. Side note, you said I'm from Chicago. I'm yes. from Gary, Indiana. <gasps> Gary, so we got we gotta wrap the game. Like you talking Wait. about? Now it's it's thirty minutes from Chicago. So True. before I moved to LA, I was living in Chicago for like six, seven years. So I mean, I claim Chicago. Anybody from say. Gary also claims Chicago, but there is a distinction. Yes. It's like it's like saying that a person from like. I don't know. Seward, Nebraska is from Omaha. You, or some shit. You know, yeah. I'm trying to think of like an L.A. reference. Yeah, or like it's Kansas City. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. like Living in Santa Clarita, saying you're from L.A. or something. You, oh, right. You dig what I'm saying? Like, or, people do that? I don't know. Or it's I'm just sure. like maybe a, a telling a Glendale person that they're from Pasadena. It's just like, <laughs> right. you dig what I'm saying? Like, they're right next to each other, but like, nigga, I'm... You're Glendale. I'm probably Armenian. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things I could go with that, but we're not going to. Yeah, we're not yeah. doing it. And no, we've all yeah. bounced around so much now because we were Boston for a long time. Yep. And it's like you say these things to like relate to people because you're like, oh, I'm from Seward, Nebraska. And they're like, yeah. ooh. And then you're like, oh, but Boston. And they're like, oh. And right. you get more like connected with 100%. people, I guess. But Gary is the Jacksons, right? Yeah. Jackson's hometown. Oh. So that's, that's it does have its own. It, I mean, let's be clear. Most people from Gary, and it's also a thing for for Gary people. It's like the New Jersey, New York thing. Yeah, That's the best say, comparison. Of it. It's like a best. New Jersey, New York thing. It's Got just it. like a lot of Gary people, like you said, for clarity. If you're in a public space and somebody asks you from where you're from, you might just say, "Oh, Chicago." Yeah, you dig what I'm saying. But a pet peeve of any Gary person, <laughs> and it was super a pet peeve of mine. 
is when like somebody that we as Gary people know is from Gary is in some public place saying, Yeah, I'm from Chicago. I'm like, nigga, you from Gary. You nigga that's Remember it's just, it feels your like a, past. Almost like a disrespect of where you truly are sure. from. Isn't right? that funny? Because sometimes again, you want I could get to a capitalist conversation, but mm. we historically as human beings like to align with power. Chicago mm, is a more sure. powerful place to say you're from. Absolutely. Rather or, than saying Gary, Indiana. Or a more recognizable. Relatable. Thing. I'm yeah. cool with it when it's for that purpose, but mm. sometimes it be literally for the purpose like of trying like, to not flexing like i'm like trying to distance yourself from yeah Indiana. so be proud of where you're from I, exactly because yeah, this is this I is do. house of herbie this is a safe space yes. as you know a safe space for bad bitchery self-discovery every week we're just like talking about creative living and as a creative person as you begin to gain more momentum and you start to become more and more known in the world yeah. it is nice to remember where you're from and that's a reason why i put herbie in my artist name was because i don't want to ever forget that i came from nebraska yeah and I'm like saying I'm from, you know, that's why half the time I do correct people. And they're like, oh, you're from Boston. I'm like, well. Maine. I'm from Maine. You do do yes. that. But, I, you know, it's the, it's all the same because it's the same sports teams. <laughs> In the same way, like every, there is no Gary sports teams. If you're from Gary, you cheer for the Chicago, Chicago Bears fan. or Chicago yeah. Bulls, 100%. Totally. Yeah. So it's the same thing. No, exactly. And if you are, but it's a, it's it's like the same, uh, it's, it's definitely distinct. Uh, they're different cultures. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But even though there are only, you know. Well, now, now that is an interesting thing. I would say Gary and Chicago are basically the same culture. Like mm. in the sense of fact, we footwork battle. That's like the local dance. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like I was footworking as a little kid. You were? You know what I'm saying? Juking. We, our slang is the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like whole time. Niggas going to be, you know what I'm saying? Language. the same. Music. Yeah. Okay. So growing yeah. up, because now we're on your journey. Now we're like, how did you get, how did charity end up here? You start in Gary, Indiana and you're doing all these things. When did you realize it was music? Cause you probably played sports. Yes. See. So, well, well let me be clear. <laughs> I was trash at sports. So yeah. let me be clear, because everybody from out here like, nigga, you play sports. <laughs> Quit lying. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna even cap. You know what I'm saying? I did play the sports. Cute. But uh, okay. was I, I a, was I field. a competitive threat? Which at sports? sports? Absolutely not. Uh, basketball primarily yeah. you know yeah. um i did I that in, for a hot second yeah i was in like this thing it was called midtown bitty league and my mother ran the concession stands yes my daddy was one of the was the assistant basketball coach which i hated wait mine was too uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> awful yeah. oh my god so much pressure your, your father was a was a coach my what dad happened? was we had a team called the hot tamales and yeah. i was like short at the time for yeah. my age. So they always put me as point guard. I'm left-handed too. So I can't do anything, yeah, yeah. but I did get good at threes. Uh, so I had a moment where I was good at basketball good at and my dad was very proud. But then after that, not so much. Yeah. Our team was trash and our name was trash. We were the inner city computers. Worst name <laughs> ever. Computers? The inner city computers was Holy the name of my shit. team. That's you sound hard, like y'all niggas cannot play basketball, <laughs> That's bro. Hard. Yeah. It's not intimidating whatsoever. Weak, bro. Weak. What was the mascot? It was a computer on our <laughs> shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, so this is what? 1999, It was like when that seems like that's I'm a cool dead. thing or something. Yeah, oh, trash. God. See, computers now, are coming, like, man. Yeah, it's the future. Trash. If you could find me one of those jerseys, please, I would wear that. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> the enough. The inner city computers jerseys? Yeah, they weren't even jerseys. They were like, Gary, you know, is not a wealthy city. So it was like, they were just t-shirts yes. with like a number on them. Yep. They were like screen tees. Yeah, you know yeah that was a lot of main action, too. Really? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I was also not a. I, I did sports, but I did more like no nothing with balls. 
it was all like a lot of running and swimming and shit like that. A little bit really? of like soccer and stuff like that. But yeah, mostly like just um, what do you what do you call it? like masochistic? Is that the right word? You just like you against your just beating the shit yeah, out of yourself to try to go faster and like vomiting and passing out and shit. I did do that with track. What you were about to say something? Yeah, no, that was it. Yeah, in track, and so that was really. Uh, I was also you know. Not great. Let us know in the comments if any of you played sports because I would be curious to know. Mine was basketball and volleyball. Huh. Dad tried to make me play golf. That was very frustrating times. Went to golf camp. Worst week of my life. That sounds tight. I love the golf, golf carts. <laughs> that sounds tight. They wouldn't let me drive the carts. That's all I wanted to do. Oh, was no. just wanted a tiny little vehicle and That's just a tough. bomb around. But Golf yeah. is fucking hard. Yes. Except for like putt-putt, which I love. Don't get me wrong. But you haven't actually... I've only been like real golfing like twice. Uh, fucking terrible. Are we... What I love about us, what y'all don't know about us, I don't know which camera, y'all, what y'all don't know about us is that this is how all conversations go, stream of conscious ADHD. You asked me about where I'm from. I forgot. But, but we're still, but we so just, dad was the assistant coach, basketball coach, dad, <laughs> life, and then I'm going to guess, this is just me guessing because you told me a little before, is you started doing music in church, which is what I did. Actually, no. I'm one of the exceptions to that rule. That is typically the way it happens. Y'all both step back like, what? You know what I'm saying? But I'm like. Out. Uh, but no, um, actually when I was 11, my godmother for Christmas bought me a keyboard and I remember like it was yesterday, just at random, you know, uh, that's a random gift, a random gift, man. What was it? A Casio? A Casio keyboard about like a little, uh, what would this probably Did it have little demo songs on it? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Furleys and all the little joints. And then you just kind of learn how to, so my father, as sweet as he is, he um he wrote down C D E F G A B C on the white keys on the white keys to help me do it. Again, he didn't really understand much, but he understood the basics of music, yeah. and so he taught me how to play a C chord. You know, and I'm like, and I'm like, this, this Whoa, shit raw, nigga. This is way better than basketball. So, yeah. I instant results. I just press it and I get instant fucking noise. results. Oh. No, nobody pushed me. It hit yeah, me. Yeah. No, no sweating. Well, I was a very yet. non-confrontational child. I used to get bullied. Like I was just super like, you hey really? guys, let's be peaceful. You know yeah. Was, it's yeah. hard Which to be a high vibrational translate. child in a not, you know, we always talk about on this podcast how like most of the population is like uh, below the level of integrity, according yeah. to some of these books that we read about vibration. Mm-hmm. And so that's so hard for a kid who is like super in integrity and um, intuitive and creative. And it's, we're also, it's like, I feel like middle school too is, was like the worst time for me. Cause that's you were when 11. It, that's like what? Fifth grade, sixth grade. Yeah. yeah probably. Like fifth grade or something. Yeah. Like oh yeah. yeah. Cause like middle time. school is when everybody starts to like, really develop into like the animal self yes (laughs) and like all bets are off everybody just starts because they don't know who they are nobody knows who they are and it's just like they start their body starts changing and it's just like middle schoolers to this middle school day middle school (laughs) is fucking gnarly i be speaking and shit to like adults in seminars or whatever the fuck no problem they asked me to speak at a middle school Nigga, get your ugly ass. Like, that's the <laughs> oh, kids. That's it's like, you're getting roasted. The second you walk out, you're getting roasted. You know what I'm saying? No, and you are. Just, like, and you have to man. just take it. And you have to take it because <laughs> kids are not going to take you seriously. Not gonna, specifically, ages 12 to 15. And there's no like, interest in self-betterment. Yeah, they there's no, about yeah. What I'm talking about. They're not listening to this podcast. You know so, saying? yeah, like, we, we can tell them have a nice fuck off. Like, no, they're not listening. 
you're through. Yeah, like they're the Ooh. hardest. Stuff. But I, my, my heart goes out to like teachers of middle schools, especially. Yes. Oftentimes, parents and, of middle schoolers. Yeah, Ooh. all of that. Yeah, no, that's a complicated thing. Yeah, it's so complicated. I had a fantasy for a while that I was going to make like forty billion dollars and just donate it all to try to like triple teacher salaries. Yeah. Hmm. In like for like ten years or something. Really? <laughs> try to like yeah, just because yeah. it's like it's fucking. It should be the highest paid gig. 100%. There, it's, it's just a lose-lose fucking situation. And we're like, babysit our kids while also teaching them and mold Everything them and, they need to know. And do it all right without Literally. your human problems getting in the way. And Literally. it's like, fuck, man, middle school is And they're like $25,000 a year. Yeah, yeah, Trash. exactly. Interestingly Insane. enough, my highest goal or aspiration, I'm trying to think, should I even say this publicly? But yeah, we can re- We can take it out if you don't want to. Uh, um... I eventually want to start a school and then not just start a school, but I eventually want to completely restructure the educational system. Yeah. We can, we can put it on there uh, because our current educational system is archaic, right? The yeah. current educational system was created in the industrial revolution Strikingly by Horace so. Mann, right? The whole concept was to equip people, which made sense at the time to get a job or a career. You dig what I'm saying? Like, we were in the labor force. Those factories were the thing. So again, bail every hour, right? Let me teach you how to be automaton. Don't, don't do too many things. Only raise a question. Go to the bathroom with a pass with the permission. It was teaching you how to be a good laborer. Yes. And again, right now in our super consciousness era we kind of look down upon that but at the time that was sensible because yeah. we're moving from the agricultural revolution to the industrial revolution it had to equip people to be in the factories e- efficient in those factories mm-hmm. currently we're a nigga who working in a factory it's just like and and i don't need to memorize anything because i have the holy tablet of everything in oh my, my hand it's too good it's like the entire concept of Everything we're learning in school is literally useless. We need to learn how to be a human. We need to learn how to feed our bodies nutrition. We need to learn empathy, conflict Mm. resolution. We need to learn actual things that help you be a good human because your ability to utilize a factory is is an irrelevant concept. Your ability to do what you're talking about, man, like AI... Ain't finna be no regular jobs. You better be a creative. Basically, there's so much fear. You better fear. be a creative. There's so much fear around and it. And even in creativity, you already know what the goddamn... What, I'm sorry, I'm no, just talking. No, you're... At, that's so... This is such a strong point. Like, this yeah. is be amazing cut down that we should share on Instagram. But it's like... Um, I tell people every week on this podcast, we need your art. And this has sort of become like a battle cry for us at House of Herbie because everybody resonates so hard with that. Because like you said, first centuries, we've been trained to be like these workers. And we're finally at this point of privilege, I feel like, to be alive at a time when AI is available to replace some of those jobs where those people could become artists. Absolutely. Fuck. I I know it's scary. I have so much respect for artists and their work and like the brilliance of it. And I don't think AI will ever replace human ingenuity. I just don't. But I understand the fear. No, and I understand both sides too because I also love a hard day's work. Hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's like manual like labor or yes. something or the, uh, you know You're like I mean? a generator according to, what is that, human design? Oh, yeah. You're a generator, right. so he has to run his engine out every yeah, I'm day. I'm a generator too. You're a generator Are you too? really? Like yeah. you need to be tired. For sure. Like yeah. I, I'm a manifest generator, so I'm like more here. Yeah. And so I, I wear myself out here. 
What's your, what's your, tell us your astrology again. Uh, damn, you asking for the goddamn <laughs> astrology? Like, Just relax. your sun sign. Are we, on a, are we on a second date? Relax. It's like, it's like the 14th like, You got the Celtics hat on. <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, I am an Aries sun, Capricorn moon, Leo rising. Yes. And so... Hardworking, competitive, hardworking leader, as a human can fire. Be. <laughs> you know what I'm yep. saying? I want yep. to destroy all of you. And center, <laughs> and, cent- and a star, a center of center of attention you know, when you want to be with empathy and love. Yeah, the so huge my heart. Mars is in Cancer, and okay. back to getting bullied as a child. Yeah. Right, Mars rules your aggression, your physicality. Like I just want to be cuddled, nigga. Like You're I'll, like, I'll, let's you know go. What I'm so let's go in the ocean and cuddle. You hear me? And have family. So interestingly enough, with all of my very masculine, very leadership signs, thank God I have the balance of that <laughs> Cancer Mars because I'd probably be a fucking asshole, psycho <laughs> yes. nigga if I had like a, a Aries Mars or something. I would be wild. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But the but that tempers me and makes me at least in real time much more heart centered. See how self aware. Yeah. This is why astrology is so fun because it's just another tool for you to like figure out who Try you to are. Try to figure out who you are. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think also another really interesting thing is you are one of the only people who I've ever met who organically, without me saying anything, read a lot of the David Hawkins books. Yo. We had a bunch of conversations about that doesn't this. doesn't happen. Like I was saying... No, I don't think, I don't know if that's ever happened. Yeah. My dad, you know, I thought that these were just these obscure books that I grew up with my, you know, my dad reading. Your daddy had them? That's yes. so tight. That's, that's how, great. yeah, I, I have, I distinctly, there are distinctly, I remember when I was young, like yeah. 11 or 12, picking them up and going through and being like, I have no fucking idea what the fuck this is trying to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was way over my head. But you knew it was important. So you picked it up. Yeah. Well, like, he read them. Hmm. So I was like, all right, you know, fine. Let me try to be an intellectual or something. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So can we watch Jurassic Park? <laughs> it was just I wasn't I wasn't there yet, and yes. I try to tell people too with a lot of this stuff. That's take your time. You're like when you come to it on your own terms, it's like Way fun and better. exciting. You yeah. know what I mean? And it kind of like ties together a lot of things in in your brain then because it's kind of like a, a logic reason response to vibrational frequencies and how people react to different emotions so it, it, but anyway it was like power versus force and all these books that you've read and i was like oh sh- you know david fucking Hawkins. <laughs> this is hilarious yes. yeah that was pretty cool that was like our second writing or first writing session and we were like uh is this our new friend <laughs> so you're 11 years old you get a casio keyboard for christmas and you're and you're and you're like (laughs) just stick with me babe i've got all the right astrology signs for organization i have none of those this is why i was excited to have you because you are like i I feel like we're creating art when we have conversations and i was like we need to put this on tape so you get your keyboard and you're and you got you the letters the 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 keys are written down by dad and you're learning these and you like this so much better than sports because it's like intuitive and you're finding out that you're good at music now what happens next you go through your all middle school high school and you're doing music well so i i grew up in you know what people would call the hood whatever uh and so i went to the the normal school you know that you go through again got bullied picked on but but my mother was always cognizant of those things so in elementary i went to banneker which was uh GT, which stands for gifted and talented, which is like accelerated classes and things like that. That's wonderful. So then when I went to middle school, again, I went to the regular school, which was called Tolleston. But Tolleston was mixed. Tolleston had half regular and half GT. Mm. And so 
you kind of it was like a more mixed situation but because of that mix it was still kind of hard and tough there you know what i'm saying and again that's just how shit was so they told me about this other school called emerson which was Emerson School for the Visual and Performing Arts. Shit. And I'm like... These are in Chicago? Huh? This is in Gary. Damn. And so I'm just like, uh, again, I want to go to that lame-ass school. Like, they're probably walking around and fucking leotards. I, I didn't even say, whatever the fuck. Your ballet, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to do that. So I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. But my, my, my daddy was just like, man, just, you know, just audition or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he took me... My He was a custodian at Roosevelt High School. Mm-hmm. And... And it's like, it's funny because in this current time, we look down upon a career like that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it's just like, as a kid going into a school with my daddy after the school was closed, and he got the key to every door. Yes. This is the tightest nigga in the so world. Cool. You know what I'm saying? So he took me to Roosevelt High School, which is, one, which is the school that he worked at. Mm-hmm. And then he took me into this... Uh, into the music hall mm. and just had me practicing piano in there on big oh, that's that pianos big, and stuff. Yes. You had a big like a grand or something. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I practiced and I auditioned for Emerson and then I got in in seventh grade and Emerson single-handedly changed my life. Wow. Because now I was a piano major being classically taught piano, going on symphony orchestra trips, exposure is everything. Ah, oh, man. Because it's, it really is. It's everything. Shout that's, out to dad who knew yeah. what yeah, to do. Yeah, that's so. I don't so give tight. him enough credit. Like, if he was to watch this, he would be shocked that I'm mentioning really? his name this much. Me and I, him had a of tumultuous course. relationship of course. often, but he would be shocked at no, I have how go- much I'm mentioning him. Goosebumps all over my arms right now. Like, yeah. yeah, for real. No, that needed to be said. I'm so yeah, glad sure. that's magical. So then yeah. you go to this school, and now you're like full throttle in. You're you're doing art. I'm in an art school. Holy shit! Yes. And he can like, but by the way, he can like really play. Really play. He has <laughs> yeah. like actual fucking like yes. jazz chops. And, and shit then I was like, like yeah. wait, why are we not doing this? We should be doing like live versions of these <laughs> yes. songs. You know, yeah. maybe we will. Yeah. Um. So you're in there and in there like swimwear, and you're like, okay, it's now. Is it just a mixture of of specialized classes with regular classes? And yeah, then yeah, that's how are it they is. putting you on track to go to college, or are they like? It's man, Emerson. Whew, Emerson was amazing because again, it was in Gary still, so it's still in the hood. So everybody that goes to this school, we all from our own hoods. There's no not hood in the Gary. All Gary is the hood, wow. and so it's just like, but we're here with classical teachers and mm. visual artists and and drama coaches, and they're taking us to symphony orchestras and and probably plays. a shitload of talent. And so it's and we, but again, the cool thing about being in the quote unquote hood is there is a direct correlation. Even I, and I think about this when I want to start my school. There's a direct correlation. There's a reason why black people are disproportionately talented. Why? Because there's a direct correlation between struggle and creativity. Mm-hmm. If I don't get much, what I got to do? I got to make some shit up. Right. Yeah. Which makes us so particularly creative. And motivated. You dig what I'm saying? And so, yes. It, and when you can cultivate that under, like, again, like, a structure, it was just, it was amazing. But the real GOAT more than even my father is my sister who I love with everything in my heart and soul and she fucking had a green Acer computer and uh, she had Kazaa and BearShare which were like file sharing download apps mm-hmm. back in my day we had, <laughs> back was, with the lime wires we, uh, wire. we had we to do the right. dial up to get the internet ready <laughs> right so but she had this library and she had went to college and so her computer was still at the house mm-hmm. and in her library 
she had Jay-Z. Let's go. And and fucking Farside. Okay. And MC Breed and Tribe Called Quest and Lauren Hill. And I fell in love with him. Ooh. <laughs> and it's just like, nigga, this shit hard. Thank you, sister. <laughs> so how old are you? This was high school? This is like, no, no, no. This is like 12 or this is 13. This, yeah, is, this is right still pretty around young. that time. Yeah, this and was a magical just, time for you. Yeah. That was and a I'm big. I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah. I got a rap. This is tight. Surprise. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this, this is, is, but I tight. like it. See, Tribe Called Quest, Tri- Tri- Quest, Lauren Hill. I mean, a lot of these were super similar inspos to me, and mm-hmm. it felt so far away. I'm sure it did in Gary, Indiana. I'm sure you were like, damn, where everybody else was in New York or. Well, well, no, the cool thing about that hit that era, 2000s, which I miss. I'm so nostalgic for the 2000s. Same. We can get another conversation about oh, that. Oh, we always but, talk about this. But the cool thing about that era is that music was much more localized. Yeah. And so, nah, we had Twister. We had Common. We had Do or Die. We had all these Chicago niggas going Eventually crazy. Kanye. Eventually Kanye. Eventually Kanye. Kanye, not yet, though. But we yeah. had like Twister, Do or Die, Psychodrama, Crucial Conflict. These are a lot of people y'all probably never heard of that's cold. Oh. But they were humongous. They To us, they're superstars. You dig know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. just like, I could rap whole Twister verses right now. You dig know what I'm saying? If, if anybody listening is like inspired by this story, and I've told you about this before, but Evolution of Hip Hop on Netflix is one of the best hmm. uh, documented shows about that localized, localized hip hop yes. development in America. And it's so incredible. It's yes. worth a watch. Regional if, sounds, the history regional of them all, how yes. they came up. There wasn't yeah. any in Nebraska, but <laughs> <laughs> the other ones are really important. Yes. Yeah. But, but the, the interesting thing about Chicago and Gary. So my father is from Mississippi. Uh, I could go to a whole conversation about him and his upbringing, which maybe I will in this podcast, but mm. I'll, I'll speed past that for now. He, as most black people, migrated to Gary uh, because the steel mills are in Gary. Mm. And so, again, agricultural revolution, this was the great migration when Mm. black people who historically have been in the South are now moving north. Because of this, this is why when y'all hear me talk, I have a slight almost country twang. Mm. Everybody in Gary talk like that because all our parents are from Mississippi, Alabama, whatever. You dig what I'm saying? So that's, that's why we all got this country little. Totally. You feel me? And so um, as a result of that, look, ADHD, and I don't remember where I'm at. I'm I, got you, I got you. I got you. Keep swimming. It. Just uh, keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. <laughs> She'll uh, show up. So uh, where was I talking about? Uh, so great, all the localized rap stuff came oh, out. Like, I have to rap. Thank you so much. I have to thank rap so because of sister. Thank you, sis. So our culture, our music um, was always had this soul, jazzy, bluesy gospel thing. So Kanye comments sampling all these gospel songs is because our mamas were singing, oh, down by the river. Like it was all of these like country songs which turned into that Kanye sample mm-hmm. sound, which is why there's this, they call it Chicago soul. There's mm-hmm. like this particular blues gospel jazz that was really present in our sound because all of our parents from the South. So, cool. so yeah, we just fascinating. Took, it makes perfect sense. And yeah. so when you were like, I'm going to rap now, yes. your family was cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, cause I'm a kid. Like, like, I mean, I'm a kid that now now, eventually it wasn't cool when I was just like, no, I'm going to rap. Like, this is what I'm going to do with (laughs) life. For my life. It was still for fake, like a kid playing. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? But that's what that gets later. That's so interesting, isn't it? It's like, if it becomes serious though, I don't know. It gets the the fear cycle comes in. Well, when it comes down to like imposter syndrome, what happens when you were an adult and all this shit, you realize how difficult it can be to 
make money make ends Absolutely. meet and how yeah. you know and that whole like having to take care of your body and when your, you were like i'm gonna be a trombone player well this is the fucked up thing my parents would do weird they were just kind of like all right <laughs> you know there was the, and i was like all right here, let's see what happens and for I me was, it was like are you going to college as long as you go to college it's gonna be okay i was like all right, I got to get into it music school. It was like that school. with mine too. Right? Yeah, it was just like, as long as you go to college again. My parents never were college educated. So you're thriving Didn't at school and then you're like, I got to go to college. Well, the thing is, again, no, nah, by this time, so now I'm about 14 and I'm in my rap group, which is called Urban Blaze. It was me and uh, three other dudes. Uh, <laughs> Did you have girl groups too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this we're the name. same. We have parallel lives. For sure. Yeah. I don't we know was why. in a rap group. And yeah. And so at this point, it's like, no, I'm dead ass serious. Oh. Regardless of what my parents think, I'm not even I thinking about it. I will be doing nigga. this. I'm rapping. Yeah. You dig <laughs> what I'm saying? It's and it's happening. just like, and also at this point, my biggest influence in life, this is when I became a Pharrell stand. So it's just like, yeah. I'm about to be that nigga. You yeah. dig what I'm saying? So I don't care about anything y'all talking about. I'm rapping. I'm rapping. I'm rapping. So we went to, I remember my first studio was this dude named uh, Chris Stapp. No, it was Finger Roll. Uh, from Gary, Indiana, and he had like a studio. I was just like, "This not calling shit." You know what I'm saying? We're just losing our mind because, like, just to 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 actually be in the studio doing shit at 14, you're 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 passing out with excitement. You dig what I'm saying? It's just like this was the funnest thing ever. And again, for all of my family and all of my uh you know older people my sister my sister's 11 years older than me mm-hmm. so for my sister and my parents it was just like oh he's a kid having fun and then when i got about 15 and 16 now my grades are diminishing and it's just mm-hmm. like hey 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 mm-hmm. you gotta go to college and i'm like hey 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 i'm a rapper yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying? it's just like and now we're we're the the head budding has begun correct yep that's about the time yeah so you did end up going to a college Man, so uh what was that like? I barely I made I made it into college by yeah. the skin of my teeth. Yeah. Like I barely graduated high school. I, I graduated high school by one test. Damn. Like I remember his name is Dr. Rentel. I had one test Rintel. in economics. And if I would have not gotten an A on that test, it would have been over. I would have gotten a D in that class, which means I wouldn't have had enough credits to graduate. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I remember that test and I got an A. <laughs> it's just like I graduated. <laughs> you're also you're also extremely intelligent and well spoken and interested in history and how things work. So I feel like you would do what you have to do, but do the least. That's well, actually and, smart. And we talked about this a little bit too. But you hated or you struggled in high school. Oh, it was terrible. And for because you you just didn't. It was under. It was you knew all you, this stuff was, was like not like, useful. Well. So the the hesitance that you're hearing right now is just like, but again, you learn everything in hindsight. It's just like, no, it's just like, I just didn't want to. Like, I just yeah. didn't want to. But again, back to the way in which schools are structured, they are not structured for right brain people. Right. They are structured for left, left brain. brain linear thinking. Again, yeah. I don't even remember what we was talking about three minutes ago. I don't got the linear. Right. I don't get it. What's your name? You dig what I'm saying? And there, are so, there are so many people that listen to this podcast who yeah. are also like us. They're yeah. They're right-brained. They uh, and and lately they they've been realizing that like even ADHD and autism spectrum people are just it's like their hardware is is too slow for the software, hmm. Hmm. and so it's like stop looking at these as like problems. Absolutely, of course you're being treated unfairly, and society is demonizing p- people with these conditions. But Certainly. it's like no, you're just brilliant. Yeah, and we just have to continue to build this safe space for people to exist in this way. And you figured it out. 
the right before graduation on my SATs, uh, I mind you, I had like a 1.9. I'm talking about like GPA, like barely graduated high school type shit. But when SATs came out, I had like almost the highest SAT in the city. I had the highest SAT in my school. Jesus. I almost had the highest SAT in the city. Wow. And so now literally the prince I had I got had to go to the principal's office because they assumed I cheated. <laughs> that, 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 I swear to God. What did you do you remember what you got? I don't remember the score. It was it was I, I ironically, this is no flex. I didn't even finish the test. Swear to God, that's not a flex. I swear to God. <laughs> this is you so what I'm were you traumatized and, uh, by them doubting so your performance? Nigga, I always been traumatized by niggas doubting me, but that's a whole nother conversation. We gonna that get sounds into like that. a whole album, actually. We're we gonna that's get into song. Song. To that pain because that's that's probably my Ooh, biggest that pain. That pain point. is the best. That's yeah. what drove me to do like the Look at Me Now cover. I was yeah, terrified yeah. of rapping publicly. I was like, no, I'm a singer. I can't do this. Wow. And I just remember like my manager at the time ch- kind of sent me, sent it to me as a challenge. He was like, hey, this new song, this Lil Wayne, uh, uh, Chris Brown Busta song's coming out. Uh, he's like, you probably can't rap it. So just like sing it or something. And I took that as like, <laughs> oh, you think I can't? <laughs> the only reason I did it. Yes. So yes. I thrive on that energy. Yes. Spite too. is a... A very powerful motivator. It is. It is. Yeah. Now it is. We'll talk about growth we're, when we get further down the years. Okay. So now we barely graduated uh, high school. We're going to college because huge SAT. So I got in on what's called conditional admission. Ah. Uh, because although my GPA was trash, I had like a Harvard level SAT score. And so it's just like, well, so we got to let the nigga in the school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give him a chance. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, so I literally got in. It said that on my admissions letter, like, because your SAT was so high, we are allowing you in on conditional admission, even though your GPA is ridiculous. Oh. You dig know what I'm saying? And you moved away from home for this. This is like all new independence. Yeah. So this is college. Yeah. Because so. some people do stay in their home oh, right, right, right. town no, no, this and was, go to this the was downstate. College. It was uh, Indiana State University, which was in Terre Haute, Indiana, which is like probably three hours or something from my house. Damn. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to um, college and again, back to <laughs> I don't fit in in structure. Mm-hmm. First semester got kicked out. Damn. Like, I ain't doing a damn thing. Did you really? I got kicked out the first no semester. Shit. Got kicked out the first semester and then go back home again. This was this was around the time that me and my father just really just For sure. didn't get along. Well, he's just terrified probably. You hear what I'm saying? In, in hindsight, that's what I have. But at the time, it just felt like you just don't believe me. You yes. see nothing in me. So it was just like when I came home, it's just like, oh, you got to get a job. Now he, my, my, my father can... Mm-hmm can be very uh, cold in a way that just feel like just mm. like, well, you're a grown man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're off to the wolves. You dig what I'm saying? Damn. And so it's just like, so I came home and it's just like, I remember they just kind of like, I can tell they were just embarrassed by me. Again, my yeah. sister had done the thing. She had went to a great school and yeah. she's, she's good at school and all of these graduated. She worked at some corporate company or whatever. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? So that's what they wanted of me. And uh, and I understand because, again, they didn't have college. They imagined that that was the way out. It's funny that that to even think that someone would assume that a person would mm. be exactly like another person mm. or like another person and that this system would work for everyone. Yes. That's kind of cold that we even did that to ourselves as mm. a society. Yeah. I mean, you you about to say something? No, our society's also just been changing so rapidly. You True. Know, like he's saying, True. like, that was how you did it. So you could, you know, there were them. Yeah. They were the people who owned the companies, and then there was everyone else who worked. Yeah. It feels like we're so young. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah well, fuck yeah, absolutely. If you look at it and that it, way, it's like, oh no, we're still in like the very beginning stages of. Yeah, and what's going on right now too is like it's now. You know, the, the people who own the companies are now the wealth is just so insane. The gap is insane. Disparity is just so crazy. Oh, yeah. We're on the verge of like French Revolution level shit. But yeah. I want to I wanna get oh. there. I know, I know we're doing a recap. Wait, this is an epic journey. Let me just expedite the recap. The, the expedited version of the recap came back home, went to another school. Now it's a community college in my hometown. Oh, okay. But I'm still just trying to get back up, get kicked out of that school too. Shit. So now... Now, again, with the pressures of society, with the pressures of a father who operates in a very patriarchal survival, yep, it's just like the worst depression of my life. Oh, I'm talking about like felt like a failure. I'm a bum. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, and I had there was some association in me. It's just like, well, no girl wants you because you're a bum. You dig what I'm saying? And so it's just like I felt like a bum. Damn. And um, I'm talking about. It got to the point I was so depressed. I thought I started seeing things yeah. and then anxiety happens. And then I, for like a year, thought that I was developing an onset of schizophrenia, like for a year. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Like to the point that to even hear the word schizophrenia to this day is almost still a little mm. triggering because I was so like, maybe I'm crazy. You dig what I'm saying? Like Your just, mind becomes an enemy. Just, just lost because I felt like, again, you're in shit, you piece of shit, blah, mm-hmm. blah. You're lazy. You're a bum. You can't do anything. You're not even a fucking rapper. No girls want you. You bum ass, bum ass. And this is the self-talk, right? And so I'm in that, trapped in that darkness. And the way in which to get out of that is to just, I don't know, do something. Mm-hmm. And so I would just fucking lay in the bed in the back of my mama's house, just got kicked out of two colleges, being the bum. Every time my father walks in here, he's like, why you ain't cleaned up? Because again, at this point, what's your value? At least you could fucking clean up the house. And in hindsight, I get it. But at the time, it just felt made me feel even lower. Oh, you yeah. dig what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, cause essentially I'm, my value now is a fucking housemaid. You dig what I'm saying? And it's just cause you're a bum. You dig what I'm saying? And you're still here anyway. Uh, so I would just lay in the back of my bed and watch YouTube videos. Yeah. Cause something, and I see that little smirk because one time I'm in the bed. And documentary, The Secret. Oh, The chills. Secret. The chills. And it's just like, hey, did you know that you become what you think about? Where are you at right now? It's probably because you think about that all the time. And then I thought, well, like, damn, all I do is think about how terrible I am and how sad I am. Because it wasn't always like that. Because it wasn't always like that. And it was just like, well, did you know that you could change your life just by pretending think a different thing think a different thing think that you're amazing think that things are happening in your favor think that life will be good and i was just like okay i can pretend okay you know and again like what the fuck else am i gonna do right and so i just started i woke up and now I'm I'm thinking of it like a movie in my head, like the montage. Like, yeah, so it I is get a movie. Day, say, What's up, daddy? And again, I'm still, this is He's the like, next day. I was just on my bed. You know what I'm saying? In the montage. Not to say right, it was actually right. the next day. But it's just like, uh, you know. I, <laughs> the story it is now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But Halfway it's, through it, the guitar solo. But, but yeah. you feel me? Like, functionally, I <laughs> got up the next day with like a new attitude. Just mm. like, I'm going to pretend things are great. I started listening to, back to timing. Uh, Jay Electronica. Mm. He had just come out and he's like this underground super rapper who used to say, 
Victory is mine, oh yeah. Tumble like the dice do. Stay on the humble like Christ do. Piss stanzas and shite haikus. Since I was a young tycoon, tried to moonwalk like Michael, I understood the universal cycles. And he just made these songs about manifestation and all of these words that were not trendy at the time yet. This is like 09. For two, sure. Two, ten, you dig mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or at least not to the zeitgeist. Yeah. Maybe there was trendy to the super Abraham Hicks people who've been on it since the 80s. But right. like to the zeitgeist. Like, there it was wasn't a, zeitgeist yeah, maybe yet. a little movement from Atlanta where they were doing that kind of right. stuff. But, but like there was not a, this wasn't a thing like that. And so I'm just like moving in that energy. And so now I get a job at Walmart because what else am I going to do? I need something. I need a job. Movement. Right? And so at this point but let me tell you how my life looked my mother lost her job Mm. my uncle lost his job Uh and so he came to move with us my sister had just got two kids oh and she lost her job no and so this is like the 09 crash probably and so everybody's here and so the only people that have jobs is me who work at walmart and my father who is a custodian right in the hood in this little house with all these people and two infant babies crying I had, I'm sorry, I had the every excuse to be pummeled in depression and sadness. Yeah. But this was the greatest time of my life because I'm like, but we up. We up every day. We up. Shit. I'm going into Walmart smiling. I had. I was started, it fast? Like, was the transition fast? You just decided. I just decided. Well, I don't know exactly. Again, it took some time. It was a montage. Suddenly, yeah. Suddenly. yeah. It's yeah. a montage right in this thing. But this is what happened. Yeah. And then I just started believing different. Like, man, no, I'm going to be okay. And so I came up with this idea. Y'all know I love fashion. I talked to, uh, I was just, I was talking to this guy who's currently my manager at the time. He was just a guy who just believed in us, who just, uh, ran this studio that me and my friends used to go to. I was like, I want to start a, a vintage fashion boutique. And so I literally started shopping at a, at the, at thrift stores and buying shit for like 50 cent and selling it online for like $35. Yes cashing out yep. right you think i'm saying oh this vintage fashion boutique that i had just created while i was still working at walmart and so i would leave walmart go shopping bag them up came up had these pretty golden boxes that i spray painted in the backyard you dig what i'm saying they like sitting them out and then next before thing, etsy you, you before etsy before depop before, yeah, before all of uh, what's shit. her name she did it for nasty gal Sophia Amoroso was my idol. You dig what I'm saying? I used to literally just study go. interviews from her because yeah. I'm like, I'm no going to be nasty You did that already. Gal. You did wow. that. I'm yeah. be nasty gal. Wow. You dig what I'm saying? Because yeah. she was happening at that moment. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't saying? a rapper. She wasn't a rapper. Right. So we were. Yes. So, right. Right. And so <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I can do anything. I'm going to be good. Next thing you know, I got a my friend who went to this school called Wiley College just hit me up and just like, yo. Uh, they giving scholarships to my college. You down? Mm. They need somebody to come play the piano. Oh. So I done got kicked out of two schools, all loans in default. There's no possible way that you can go to college. Full ride college. Full Shut ride up. Manifest your fucking Whoa. life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So was that, I mean, how long... I, was that when you started to understand, like, started to get some proof maybe that this shit could Obviously, even just it? the Walmart job is proof. Well, maybe the Walmart job wasn't proof, but my attitude there was because it's so funny. One of the things that I noticed at Walmart was that there was a the 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 the, the disposition of most people was like really sad. Yeah, like at Walmart, like specifically. And what I used to it was a pet peeve of mine, like because I love 
ownership of your ability and your powers, right? Yeah. And so there was this exportation, some would call, I'm not calling them because I understand capitalism is fucked up, but I'm saying like there still was like a victimized mindset of a lot of people that worked there. They would, they would do this thing and it used to annoy the shit out of me. Um, they would say, yeah, I wanted to get off at seven today, but you know, Walmart. And that was like, I promise, like everybody did that thing. They would always almost like, like create this character called Walmart. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nigga, that's our supervisor, Don. Just go yeah, talk to him. Like, that's Don, bro. Yeah. It's just like, but they would say like Walmart yeah. as though, as though it was some immovable force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, you could actually just like ask Don, could I get off early today? But you're just allowing whatever life throws you to be a victim of that circumstance. But again, I'm, I can't worry about that. I just got to be my best energy. And you've experienced the other way. What do you mean? You know what it's like to feel. Oh, the lowest. Worthless. The, the depression. Yeah. The, the apathy. So the empathy was there. I understood it. But again, to this day, part of the thing, and I guess shadow work, mm-hmm. part of the things that, uh, one of the things that annoys me the most I did a video recently and it says, whatever you judge is also in you. Mm, right? that's the, it's like a mirror. It's a mirror. And so I am conscious of the fact that I can, I tend to be judgmental of people who allow themselves to be victims mm-hmm. and, and not take ownership of their life. Yep. And it's because of the fact that I've done that. So You've much. seen it in yourself. You dig what I'm oh, saying? So and it's true. just like, so whenever I see, it, I'm like, nigga, get up. You dig what I'm saying? Like I almost get angry. Cause yeah. I, I feel like I'm looking at me again. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm learning. to. And keep that in that. mind when like haters come at you too, with like hate comments, hmm. keep that in mind. That's kind of a rule that hmm. I've learned is that they're literally seeing it in themselves. Whatever they're saying about you, like you suck. Yes. It's like, Oh, that's an easy compassion hack to be like, Oh babe, I love you. It's okay. Yes. I've been there too. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that because that is like not easy shit to share. And I feel like you've made your mess, your message, like Robin Roberts always says. Um, and that is like such an epic journey. And we didn't even get to this. I want to get to Satori 55. Oh, I don't know if we can jump there, but okay. Let me know. Let me, uh, let me we're now life is turning around. We're getting free full ride to college. Full ride to college. Me and my best friend, Jacob started a group. Uh, we figure out that the cool thing, this is like 2013. We figure out that the hack of that era is to send your shit to YouTubers. I spent literally countless hours emailing thousands of YouTubers, our song and our song got big. It was called, I'm gonna be happy. I got it tattooed on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The song got really big and our career started to be a, a, a thing that was just like, Oh, we can do some rap shit. Now again, Big is really big as y'all had a mil, hundred million. It's not that it was like, but it was like 200,000. But it was an original song. We were two, covering somebody else's. Right. We art. had like 200,000 plays and it's like, that's crazy. Huge. For no money, no promotion. And no it nothing. was a concept that you believed in. Right. It right. Was, it took this, me a lot longer to get there. You hear me? Yeah. And so we did that. And, um, and yeah, and we're going Archduke, Archduke. And that was the name of our group, me and my best friend. That's Jacob. cute. And, uh, we're going to the moon with that. Uh, and then one day, just on some bored shit, mm. I was just like, because I've watched so many videos about quantum physics and all of these cool things, I'm like, hmm, I can make one of these videos. And I randomly made one called uh, Is There a God? We had 526 followers on our Facebook likes page. I posted that video. It got a million views. In a Holy week. shit. The next day, we had 19,000 followers. 
And it's just the like, next day. The next day. Is that shit not overwhelming? Nineteen. 526 followers to 19,200. You see what numbers. so you see what what can happen and this was a random like oh I could do that. Just Unrelated random. to music. No, I had nothing to do with And music. this began your career as a speaker, intellectual, yes. whatever you want to call it. Just was just cuz communicator. I, yeah. Sort of by in, accident. Literally by accident. Just being bored and inspired by all of the countless YouTube videos that I had watched. Hmm, what if I made one of these? Gem. And it went crazy. Yeah. And then that's when this whole career started going in that direction and 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 um yeah so i'm to get to satori 55 i'm trying to fast forward uh <laughs> so much uh long story short so that's like 2013 i mean that's 2015 when that video goes crazy uh me and jacob uh still one of my best friends to this day he was going through a lot in life again mm-hmm. we wrote i'm gonna be happy because we were sad mm-hmm. you dig what i'm saying and so he was still now I understand it was even more precious for him. He had just had a child. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of things. Long story short, eventually we had, ooh, then I, then, so we had started getting money now. And so we, and then that's crazy when you first get money. You start getting money for creative work. Oh yeah. Like, and I'm talking about again, early influencer money. I'm like, I got, I had way too much money. Yeah. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Like way too much money. And and so we I had a jacuzzi in my room, like dead ass. <laughs> dead ass. Like straight up like coming to America. Like show. dead ass. Like I'm not even playing. Like in Gary, Indiana. Like oh not playing. Like God. feeling a vibe. so tight. That's fucking. You dig what I'm saying? Like we're going crazy. How did you fit it in there? Well, so it was it was it was in the bathroom, but it was a, it was a walk-in. It was it was the bathroom connected to the Got room. Love you dig that. what I'm saying? So it's my private jacuzzi. On you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like uh yeah. Living, live in, and in Gary, where I, we were paying like seven hundred dollars for rent for a two floor house. Incredible, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Going I crazy. I miss, you know those, what I'm I miss those days. So yeah. we're bawling out, yeah. right? You dig know what I'm saying? But again, I imagine that maybe Jacob felt pressure. He definitely felt pressure to well. Now he has to do educational videos because now our music has taken a back seat and not intentionally. It's just it just it's how it worked like that. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and but we still trying to do the music thing again. At this point, we are people are helping us, and we're getting, you know, put on like money is coming. Things are good, but mentally, we still weren't where we wanted to be. Mm. Bringing other people into the mix, new team, new management, people with not the best intentions. Sure, has to happen. It got Always. real. It got real dark. Yeah, it got. Real real dark it's a rite of passage real dark yes and it had got so dark to a point where it was just like yo we i gotta let all of this go all of it like all of it and so it's just like and again like and so this is not related to jacob you know what i'm saying i'm talking about all the stuff that was around us me and him was good yes but our world, our team, our management, our all of the people, the nonprofits. It was just like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I can't do none of this. And then this thing, I had a girlfriend at the time who was one of the most remarkable human beings at in life. But um I was so afraid. Mm. And I was afraid of everything. And so I left everybody, including her. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? That it was, happens. And and I have like two regrets in life one of them is hurting this woman oh. you dig what i'm saying and um yeah i left everything everybody fired the whole team yeah me and jake were like okay we feeling so so now it's just me and him it's just like, okay we're just archduke against the world but yeah. again he was so at that point he was in such a dark place yeah. that it's just like he wasn't even in the place to, sure. to do nothing so it's just like i have two options 
either try to stick it through with me and you. And again, I'm, I've been putting my heart and soul into this, trying to create, making sure it's good. But it's just like there gets to a certain point where it's just like, if you're not down for this, if this is not the goal that you're trying to yeah, be on right yeah, now, yeah. then I got to do another thing. And again, yeah. that's not it's not like I still not talking to him every day, but it's just like we can't be a, a thing no more if we're not both trying to do this. Yeah, and again, yeah. at that point, he just wasn't in that place. For sure. And so it takes a lot of courage to let go of all of that everything no it's really scary so it was like letting go of all of it and you tried a little bit longer with him and it was like oh, i gotta let go of this too exactly, that's exactly why does it happen it this way that's exactly it's like it and when your life starts to change like that it's like a full flush literally back to satori 55 so at this same time swear to god as much as i be on all the esoteric shit now i was not on that no really christian, wasn't on that oh, oh, oh. You dig what I'm saying? yeah yeah yeah. or like the restricted christian right, 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 right. you can still be christian and be push out woo woo yeah, but yeah. yeah and so out of nowhere, I had every time I open my phone, it say 55. Oh. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's so much. It's like, I know I'm not tripping. Why is my clock missing a number? You think know I'm saying? Like, is it right? 55. <laughs> All right. You're so funny, uh, you can <laughs> Right. But it's. Hello? <laughs> it was something 55. Oh, every, time, every time I, I, I looked at anything. And I'm just like, well, what is this? And then, my favorite number since I was a kid. Interesting. Everything's a five. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's um, OCD as well. I would do everything five times. Really? But five is my lucky number. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started seeing that number all the time. And then when I finally had the courage to just research and what it was, and it was like 55 is the angel number of change. That means that you may be going through a particular moment right now. It may be dark. It may be hard, but it is for your best. You're trying to talk I to you. I started seeing crows all the time. Ooh. Like, it's just like, why, why is it just a flock of crows here? Research crows. What do they represent? Transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Transformation. Death, but not in the way that we think. Not, not scary. Think. Death, right. death in the sense of Rebirth. you must die to become something new. Mm. Right. <sighs> I'm like, nigga. What? Yeah. I'm talking about like every time I walked out of my house, there is a flock of crows. Yeah. Like, that's so almost wild. invariably. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? To the point I had to Google it. And that must be a thing for you because whenever, when we were first wrote together, we did a song called Cruella, which yes. was on Mad Queen. And then for the first time, whenever we'd walk out after that session, we kept seeing these Dalmatians. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You bring in all like the yes. symbols. We Your guides like, like talk to you with <laughs> objects oh, and numbers. Man. Yeah. We were like, what the fuck is this? That's yeah. so fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know in the comments if y'all have like angels numbers or things that appear for you or and i noticed for me it evolved like lately it's been pennies which i was like you're creeped out by it at first and then you're like conscious mind rests and you say oh just look it up bitch google pennies what's the what's the what do they say the symbolic meaning of uh pennies i forget already (laughs) but now because now i just know now i just know i can feel what it means but it's fun to look it up for the first time for a while it was hummingbirds that was a big one yep i remember that because they don't really come downtown. Hummingbirds are not around, but it was like, I kept seeing them. So you get there. So you're like, okay, I got to start this new thing. The sign is clear. And you made it the album title. Man. And and Satori came from the book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And uh, it was just like, he was like, Satori is sudden enlightenment. Hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So this was a whole album about sudden enlightenment through change. And then Queen Herbie DM'd me and was like, <laughs> who are you? I need to know you. 
because I love the music and I love like is there a reason you chose like a yellow theme for the cover was that like because now you're very green oh yeah we, we're moving up oh, so, <laughs> oh everything is the okay. chakra systems oh, have evolved oh, yeah, you yes. got out of here and you're here you hear me okay it's, it's very it's, it's exactly intentional and that's yes. why I paint all my wherever I'm the next album will be blue Oh, but, yeah. but I, so just just know this Let's is going go. to be a thing. So yeah. I was going to ask, are you going to give us more music? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Because actually, you're so busy in the studio writing for other people. Oh, and well, with other people. After unseen to this podcast, I got some shit to play. Let's now. go. <laughs> but, but yes, that's 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 why I got into this green because it's just like, OK, it's time to go back into that. You dig what I'm saying? Because, um, yeah, well, one quick to, to put a period on this Satori 55 thing. Uh, I'm trying to control my tangents. You see, but, you're doing great. To, uh, to, <laughs> that's what he, that's what he's here for. Yeah, oh, really? true, true. Oh, thank you. So yeah, so I, uh, that album. Shout out, and if I ain't never said this on a public platform, shout out to Saba. It's a rapper named Saba. That nigga cold as fuck. He's got a huge buzz. He's he's the nigga. He had an album called Care for Me. So mind you, this mm. song I would be happy me and Jacob wrote when we were depressed. Right. So we used to always make these manifestation songs, manifestation songs. Mm. I got chills as I'm about to speak it. Then I heard this nigga Sabbath album, Care For Me. The first, the, the song, the, the first song called Sirens Busy. I'm so alone. I'm so alone, but all of my friends got some shit to do. It was a whole song. It was a whole album about depression. Ooh. And I'm like, nigga, <laughs> you can talk about that shit? <laughs> because again, I'm just like, oh, again, manifestation consciousness don't speak negative. Right. But it's just like, then I learned catharsis. Mm. It's just like, no, sometimes you got to talk about that pain so somebody could hear you. Yeah. And so it can be integrated, right? So, 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 so yes. And, but again, out of just the personal thing, but for the service of others, it's just like when I listen to a, a song that's about someone's depression, now so I have somebody hear with mm -hmm. me. yeah yeah you're not alone in it i'm yeah. not alone so for the first time ever i made sad music shit you dig what i'm saying but on the intro to the album satori 55 i am literally crying on the intro that isn't i'm not acting i am actually crying as i'm rapping that this life is mine. I welcome God in my soul. I welcome love in my heart. I welcome peace in my mind, although peace was there from the start when I started embracing the changes. Like, I'm literally crying as I'm rapping it. And we just kept the take because, like, Miranda, who was my manager at the time, was like, nigga, keep that. Like, so, that was crazy. So change. <laughs> Upload. Like, the, the courage that you have in every single chapter of this story is, mm. like, profound. Thank you. You know that. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's so moving to me because I I had a similar path, but just obviously all the details were different. Yes. The scene, you know, the scene changes would like looked different or yes. something felt a little different, but it's mm -hmm. it's just really inspiring. And I'm grateful that you shared that with us. And I think there's people listening to this that are also going through similar shit that are going to be like, holy shit, I want to go to the studio and cry too. <laughs> but you know what? You know what it is too. It's like your ability to be so comfortable in yourself. Hmm. I think. Is mm. something that is so. I mean, that's what that's an enough. artist is. That's enough. You know. So mm. literally, do what you want because we're all watching. For sure. yeah, yeah, but it's 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 a very um, yeah. It's it's courage. It's it's a lot of very like you know, we talk about those like high vibrational words, but it's just a very. Um, you're just you always you're always you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
Thank you. And I don't think you can lose. And encourages us to always be us because there was a time when I would pretend to be someone else. Mm. Right. And I did it to, to, for survival and to feel safe. And everybody does, you know, everybody does like that. Oh shit. That's all the fucking Nirvana songs. He's like, I just feel like I'm a collection of other people's personalities. You know what I mean? It's like a very real human thing. You know, it is. Interest? What? No, you're about to say something. No, I was just going to say thank you for your courage and your bravery because people just just you doing that is like changing the world. Thank you. Yeah, and that you're such a huge Celtics fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to get the fucking. We, I got a whole bag of trail mix. So the last session oh, we yeah. did with charity. <laughs> oh boy, that's it. I so he comes over. It's like one yeah, thing we love day. to do is eat. Like, we love to like, eat together because like four o'clock. Because we actually you haven't eat. eaten today either, charity. We like your lateral brain. I don't think about some friends oh eat God. together, but like, other <laughs> friends like we get food. Like we eat I, a lot. If I don't eat like every four hours, he loves to eat. I get we don't eat as much. But I, I, just, like I start getting like shaky or not shaky, but I'm, I'm better now as I'm getting He's, older. But when I was younger, I would just hangry. Suddenly really? 10 minutes later, I'd be like, fuck, yeah. you know, just so angry. But so we had like a later writing session. Yes. We write writing, 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 writing this song called G spot. Yes. Okay. And uh, so we were like, hey, you guys want some snacks or something? You're like, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not really hungry. Yeah. And I take out these snacks and fucking the whole bag of the trail, trail mix. But it's good trail mix. It's, it's good trail mix. My brain doesn't do the hunger thing. Like, like for real. Like, I tell so people, funny. It's, it's like my brain don't do that thing. Whatever the thing that signals You're a that fully you guys, intuitive person. I don't do it. I don't do that. I don't realize until I'm consumed. It's like, damn, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even realize until the second food. Like, I haven't eaten today. And you're tall. Normal. Like, you need calories. You I can't just it. like yeah, I can shrink sudden, away. I can go all day. I don't. I don't remember. I'm hungry until it's like 8 p.m. and I'm like, oh shit. Oh, I probably should. Right. <laughs> Need to sustain my yeah. body. That's yes. so funny. Yeah, that doesn't happen with me at all. Ever. Yes. One of the things. Jumping back to the Pharrell thing, yeah. where we were watching that hip hop evolution. Yeah. Um, uh, what is the series the or whatever? Show. They were saying at one point, 40 percent of the songs on the radio. Were either like written or produced or had artists, and that was tags. in my prime time. That was a, they. They say that whoever is your favorite artist, you almost certainly experienced them at eleven or twelve. Yeah, like like whatever your favorite music of all time is. Like if you name what's your favorite song ever, you probably twelve. Plus, I have like so much goosebumps during this episode. Yeah, <laughs> like so much. So if I'm relating to all these things so deeply, I know they're going to like gag. That's yeah. Pharrell changed the game. Yeah. There's, like he's 12. still changing the game. Oh yeah, man. Like, man, that's, and he got his fashion thing too. Mm-hmm. So is that a plan of yours to like get into that? 100%. What, what even inspires your fashion? You're wearing an, uh, an angry beaver shirt. The, those of you that aren't on the Patreon, you can't see us. <laughs> we got the theme song. Okay. These two are young podcast. Alice and charity are young enough for angry beavers. Um, Celtics hat only because of the color for way. Sure. I, Full, thank, thank God it's necklace. Yes, the fact that I get to make necklaces for all my friends and for many of you, this is so great. So green is your vibe right now. So green. you are very color driven, which we have always been to since right. Carmen. Like yes. we love monochrome. Hence the purple fucking loft. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. So Satori 55, that album was yellow because I was back to integration because I am this super right brained yin energy person. Um, discipline order structure uh 
consistency, all of these things I've struggled deeply with my whole life. And so that was about me like leaning into that energy, which is the yellow chakra, the chakra of drive, ambition for making things go, you know. And so I was that was kind of like, again, that color work of integrating that. Now I'm moving into like stepping into my heart. You mentioned courage. We speak about empathy and nurture and kindness and compassion. And we relate that to the heart so much. We fairly rarely uh, realize that courage is also a heart thing. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? And and what's so beautiful about human beings is that human beings, um, we know things. And so when we speak in our naturalness, that inner knowing shines. So when somebody is very courageous, what you say to them? You got heart. Mm-hmm. It's because some, some of, we know it's here. This is where it's vibrating. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, so again, back to that woman who I, who I ran away from because I ran away from so many things. Mm-hmm. I was, to be frank, cowardly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and in a lot of my life, I have been cowardly. You know, anxiety and depression. And not to say that, that if you have anxiety and depression, you are cowardly. But in my case, in a lot of ways, it was, it was because of so many fears and so I'm, I'm working on a book right now i'm not gonna drop the title but um in that book the first chapter i have is called what is the opposite of fear mm-hmm. um as a person who had all of this belief and this confidence i thought that the opposite of fear was belief you dig what i'm saying because mm-hmm. it's just like well if you're afraid and that's stopping everything well what's gonna keep you going it's gonna i believe i believe i believe and so but I was still having anxiety attacks like all the time, even though I knew I believed in myself more than most people I know. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a a friend of mine. His name is Robert Edward Grant. I uh, I called him just to like, yo. Uh, and he's like this super esoteric nigga. He's like an older nigga. Y'all should follow him on Instagram. He's like this old white man. Like. It's a great name. Almost a billionaire or some shit like oh, damn. random. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're friends with all these like famous apps, authors and but anyway, shit. So I, I hit him up like, yo, I have so much belief, but I be anxious all the time. What is in that? And he was like, well, what chair do you believe in you? <sighs> Blew my mind. <laughs> I believed in me, but I didn't. But if you think about life, most of the things that happen to you don't got nothing to do with you mm-hmm. right now. All of y'all could kill me right now or whatever. So my self-belief is irrelevant. This could crash down and right, burn. Right. So my point is, even if I'm the most, con- this could fall and crush. It's like If I'm the most confident in myself and I have all of this other belief, but I don't believe in anything but me, mm. because again, that spite, I'm trying to move. I'm trying to make shit happen. Nobody believed in me. So I got to do it. Me, 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 me. You're going to be scared. Yeah. You're going to be living a life in fear mm-hmm. because the thing that really is the opposite of fear is trust. Mm-hmm. And trust is a, it's a rest. It is a, so trust. So belief comes from the word, uh, bleth, which, uh, like some ancient Latin word or whatever the fuck. And, the, um, bleth moved into belief and faith, bleth, faith, bleth, belief. Both of those words functionally mean the same thing. They came from the same root. And if you see what that word meant, it meant uh, to believe in the trust of something. Mm. What that means is what belief and faith is, they require something else. 
In order to have belief, I have to believe in Herbie, believe in me, believe in Nick, believe in Alex, believe in God. Believe It is an external thing. Mm. Trust comes from the ancient word duru, which is the same root word of trust. It's the same root word of tree, and it's the same root word of durable. Oh, Ooh, y'all, fruits before y'all, fruit. Y'all, you hear me, right? <laughs> and so trust is something that is strong in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It it stands because it is. Mm. I trust. Mm. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? We were. I'm saying all of this to come back to that thing called courage. Mm-hmm. Courage happens and it is expanding when you can enter that trust. You mentioned David Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, as y'all know, for the viewers, y'all, I'm sure y'all have talked about it on the podcast before. Like, courage is known as like the virtue through which, when you pass through that, you can enter the higher quote unquote vibrations. Everything beneath that is a more uh, not aligned way of existence. Right. I my first understanding of that was through Cornell West, and uh, mm. he said, "Courage is the enabling virtue." Of all other virtues. Again, oh, same, wow. same, it's right? all, the same. All these books are talking the same. You dig what I'm saying? It's just like. That's fascinating. He, he understood that courage is the door you must pass through to get to what you want. Yes. You really dig is. what I'm saying? And it's just like, it is this understanding that is just like, what am I going to do? Am I going to rest? And not even rest because it's not a rest. Am I going to be lost in the pull and push of what might happen is this okay? It's just like, no, I have to be able to look at the darkest parts of me mm. and go into it and say, what's to that? Mm. I recently had a dream, again, spirit guys, whatever you want to call it. I'm they do talk to you. I'm overly connected to that they shit. Really Damn, really near, them <laughs> oh, is it annoying? I was going <laughs> to say, do you <laughs> like it? Because some people just who chill. are so, because you have what, what we would call like psychic talents, hmm. if that's the case. I know it's like a scary word, but you just are more, you're veil is thinner you're more open. oh it's so thin which yeah. is why i don't do like shrooms that's what i was gonna shit. say yeah charity doesn't charity doesn't use any of the psychedelics that we there. Too like, close. No, like again like I'm, <laughs> yeah. i know i'm I you're exist, already again, i'm back to the thought i had schizophrenia my whole life i have been like so aware of like what lies beyond entities in such a very clear way like yeah. i've had sleep paralysis my whole life it's terrifying my whole life do you Since have that ch- have you had it You've had, had it. A so you have psychic powers too. This is just like the ADHD conversation. Like these are just, your software is faster than your hardware. So you're, these are not bad things. Yeah, They're just ch- scary. But they can child, be confusing. And yeah, I would wake up and this is a real thing. Like this is not like, this is not like, so I thought maybe it's not real. Maybe it's sleep paralysis. I'm really just still dreaming and I'm not actually. It's up. literally your body doesn't work, right? Right, right. And so, so I thought that maybe it's a dream. So, well, at first, you're, I'm glad you're, you're so good. You're giving context to the audience, right? So uh, uh, sleep paralysis is this thing where you'll wake up and you're up. My nigga Alex. Are you so scared? He don't even like talking about this shit right now. But, you but don't we, have to we, if we, it's too triggering. Do you yeah, want me to yeah, not yeah. talk? Okay, yeah. No, it's so. fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> so sleep paralysis is this thing where you wake up yeah. and you're up, but you cannot move. Mm-hmm. You cannot talk. You cannot do anything. You're just frozen, but your eyes are wide open. Oh. And for some reason, you can see the you, and you can see what room you're in. But for whatever reason, you can also see who are you? Okay, like <laughs> niggas, like people. So you're like, still things. You're still in the dream world, but you're back in your body. You're back in the room. But 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 again, I can like I could be looking at you, but I see a 
thing right here. Right. Like an ogre figure or whatever. And right. It's right there next to you. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? In that re- and so you think your whole life that, well, maybe I was actually still dreaming and I was just dreaming of people in my room. Right. Until one day when I was at Wiley College, I was dating a woman named Rosa Snow. She'd tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm she don't like, I'm putting her name out here just for the sake of, so nigga, you could call Somebody her. Validate. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a true story. And so I'm in the bed with her. She's my girlfriend. And I'm in sleep paralysis. And then I look over at her. She's up. And I did, I can't speak. But because I see her, I guess... Everything, you know, like, wake me up, wake me up. And then she had to shake me and she's like, what the fuck? And then I had to walk out the room, instant anxiety attack, because now, oh, it's been real this whole time. I do, my eyes do be open. Sure. And I do be actually. And her shaking you did take you out of it. Did wake me up. It connected you back to the. It's like, what the fuck was that? Are you you ever like floating over your body or it's just. No, I be in my body, but it's being like. But it's almost like you become interdimensional. No, it's just like, I remember one time I had it in my friend Janae Carr again, and I'm looking. And so we were on a road trip to Wiley. Me, Janae, and Jacob was going to back to school from Indiana to Texas. And I looked to my right. I remember like it was yesterday. It was like this short figure. His hair was like square. It kind of looked like an eraser. He kind of looked like an eraser. <laughs> an and he eraser looked at man. me like this. And his uh. teeth looked like a bunch of little erasers. And it was like a green light. I could draw the nigga. You dig what I'm saying? Like, this I'm is, not you're going to put out some you. art for us. We're going to sell this. Real yeah. life. We're going to sell this, this animated series to Netflix. This is real life. Bro. And Charity like, has never done drugs. And that's why I don't do none so, of that shit. Because it's just. And so, yeah, you Google and you research. It's just like, oh, no, that's a real thing. And sleep paralysis again. I'll be researching tonight. The veil is so thin that you can see the otherworldly shit and the present world shit at the same time. Yep, yep. It's yeah. a thing. Somebody That's was so input. Someone was explaining today it was like a piece of content I scrolled by and she was she was asking her guides like is time linear hmm. outside of earth and yeah. the her guides were like no. Hmm. So actually every possibility is happening at the same time. Yeah. We're just experiencing time as a, a line right now in these hmm. bodies. So Which what, is why I love science. Like like cuz that's what the theory relatively is. Yeah. Like, like Einstein said this. He said that time is merely an illusion, albeit a persistent one. Mm. This is a direct quote from Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. E equals MC squared is like, well, that's not theory relativity, but I, let me go back to theory relativity. Theory relativity is just like everything that happens is only relative to something else. Mm. Right. And thus... So the speed of light to basically explain it perfectly is fast because we're slow. You dig what I'm saying? And it's just like, so the sun is what's known as eight light minutes away from us. Mm-hmm. This is not. Oh yeah. Eight minutes. If it explodes, we have eight minutes. So if it explodes, we wouldn't even know that bitch. Expl- no, we don't have eight minutes. We'll probably already be dead. The second it explodes. Oh. We just wouldn't see it explode. Oh, you dig what I'm saying? Cause we wouldn't even know. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Right. Until eight minutes later, we wouldn't be able to visually see that. Eight so minutes the sun are gone. would just we, look we normal it. and we would just all burn. You know what I'm saying? Cause we can't even visually see the light of it yet. And that's again, the closest solar, I mean, closest What's the thing that means star, stellar, bodies, uh, yeah, celestial, that's celestial what I'm looking body. for, celestial thing to us. But like the closest thing other than that, Proxima Centurion, I think is four light years away from us. So we're seeing how it, how it looked four years ago. Yeah. Four years If that ago. motherfucker that's blow a long up, we time. won't see it for, for four, four years. years. You dig yep. what I'm saying? Saying all of that to say, it's just like everything, time only exists relative to something else. If you are 
it's so it's just so brilliant. I could go into Einstein all day. I ain't well, the, 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 the scene from Interstellar, right? When they go, they're in the black. I never hole. watched Interstellar. Oh, you're oh, good. You I lose my yeah. esoteric yeah. card. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna fucking. Are you gonna watch it? I don't give a fuck. I'm <laughs> but I heard so, it's tight though. You can yeah. just tell You're him gonna about it. it. You're gonna, yeah. We're gonna do shrooms together. We're gonna watch oh Interstellar. God, You're gonna see. <laughs> do it. We're gonna see all kinds of no. fucking interdimensional fucking creatures. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah. No. Well, there's a scene where they go to this. Uh, there's this black hole they're trying to get to, mm-hmm. and uh, there there's this beacon. All they sent out. Long story short, they're at this this fucking this water planet that's really close to the black hole, and because yes. it's close to the black hole. The gravity there is like so much different. So every hour there is like ten years or twenty years. Every hour is like yeah, like five years, seven. So they years lose on a decade of Earth time every minute they spend. Or every, every that's, hour. so he comes and that's home. Not science fiction. That's actually yes, science. and that's what I think blew people's mind about the movie yes. and why. And it's so well executed and good acting and et cetera. But he yes. comes back and like talks to his daughter who was a kid and now she's older than him. Yes. One of one another quote. I don't know if this is from Einstein, but it says like, "When you get really good at science, you realize that there is no God. But then when you get really, really good at science, you realize that there has to be one." <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's boy. tight. This is why I love science. I'm like, we could do a whole episode with you on science. Okay, yeah. next like, season on House the of Harmony. Thing, like saying that there's there's a distinct difference between uh, what is it? Uh, uh, grand design or what's what's the term? Intelligent design. Intelligent, Intelligent design, design versus, versus um, evolution. evolution. Okay. Now you're saying that th- there is a difference. What if they're the same thing? Yes. What if you know what I mean? Like, and they, people talk about like the not in our dua- duality based universe. We like everything to be black and white. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like this or that. It's like God made it or nope. And we're, I'm not a fucking. I didn't come from a monkey. It's like, well, well, hold on. Slow but down. you kind of did. So zoom out, yeah. zoom out a little bit. Like yes. they look at the the evolution of the human eye. Yes. All right. And there's this one guy trying to explain like what had to happen for like the complexities that go on in the brain and the human eye for that's to be able to see what we can. He's like, it's like pretty much taking apart a 747 yes. and having a tornado come through and perfectly rearranging it. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's the likelihood. That's the likelihood the of like the, the amount of time that they pretty much like that they think the human eye like evolved into, right, right. you know, what we perceive it as today. Yes. And it's like, you know, sure, yeah. technically it could happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's not like it, you know, the feels like perhaps there is some other energy or force or something well, so now guiding I, it along. I will, as a person who is equally spiritual and scientific, I will say that what you're doing is a logical fallacy known as God of the gaps. You've heard that fallacy? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your God of the gapping right now. It's just like, right. well, if we can't figure out how it's done, it must be God. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And Aliens. It's just like, or or aliens. Now there's some compelling shit with that. Well, it's just like, I love it. It's just Are we like, doing an alien episode? To like the ancient, the like the pyramids and shit. It's just like again, I'm not saying like all black people couldn't be because that's the part. So <laughs> as a black person, when you when you say that like the Egyptians, like the like the like the pyramids might have been built by aliens, like niggas instantly like. So you said oh, we yeah. couldn't. So it's like, gotta you know be aliens. Like, it's just like it gotta be. It couldn't be black people. It could be black yeah. people, <laughs> and also. They're perfectly aligned with fucking stars to like the the tenth of a centimeter, yeah, my nigga. Yeah. It's just like it's so ridiculously high tech that at the least, if it wasn't aliens, a collab. It, 
You feel me? It was a feature. They was featured. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Aliens definitely hopped on a verse. They bro. did like, a really they big. Were they were talking about the machinery that they would need to be able like to Like lasers that are impossible. Like, like it's so perfectly. It's like it would be the level of lasers. Again, Robert Edward Grant, the same person. He goes to Egypt every year mm. and sleeps in the pyramids. Have you been there? Really? No, I haven't. I really want to go. He invited me to go. I, I'm going to put you on with this nigga. Y'all, you would love this nigga. Cool. But he, he, he literally goes and takes people there and like sleeps in the Great Pyramid and shit. So you know, wild. Like, they say it's very activating. I've been researching sacred sites this week yeah. because I did like an astrology reading with my girl, Maddie Murphy, the other day and she yeah. just blew my mind. She does every time I talk to her, but she was like, oh, you're entering like a 40 days, 40 nights cycle where you need to like, you need to like go off grid and mm. like go, go to like Sedona or one of these places where they say there's extra energy because there's like ancient, I, apparently my ancestors are trying to tell me something or I'm trying to like acquire skills that mm. I had from past lives mm. and Apparently, I'm supposed to like do a whole new set of things yes. next, yes. and it's scary. But I'm like, oh, Egypt. Egypt. Can Egypt, we go, bro? Yeah. yeah. I really. I think I, maybe I had a past life there or something, but it could be as simple as going to Sedona. And so maybe we'll start there. Yeah. It's a definitely a, a closer plane ride. It is. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I'm driving, Sedona. Mount, Mount Shasta. I think Mount Shasta is another good one. Oh, yeah. One. That's also, yeah, that's, that's not far either. Yeah. I just want to go somewhere where the I feel like buzziness everywhere and I just meditate for like four weeks. It's like, man, like I am so intrigued by ancient times. Like if I had a time machine, I would do one of two things. I would either go back to these ancient times and see what was really happening in Egypt mm -hmm. or I would go to like 1994, but like as an adult. Yes. Because I feel like the 90s for black people was the rawest shit ever. I was just like, damn, I want to see Wu-Tang, my nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Can you imagine? I, I, if I could go to 94 as an adult, that would be the rawest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? But like other than going to 94 as an adult, I would want to see because again, all of the sites like that, Tibet, Peru, mm -hmm. uh, the Machu Mayans, Picchu. Incans, mm -hmm. like they're so similar in a way. Like I'm talking about like not just kind of similar isn't even a word synonymous. Like they are, they're almost like the same design structure and so many very mm. particularly like impossible that it was a coincidence ways, right. which suggests that maybe they all had a similar ancestor mm -hmm. in Atlantis and all, mm -hmm. all this sounds real conspiratorial until you actually go to the fucking and you see the pyramid nigga like yeah and they're go like go to like I went to Cancun like go see the Mayan pyramids it's just like how yeah. you feel me uh, a rope bro yeah. a rope yeah like, well, like the whole well just the, like the <laughs> stones that they carried like from from where they got them, yes. The distance they had to go, Come on. and they had to go through like there weren't like roads and shit. So they were like, how just the sheer like engineering of having to move these like you know fifteen we can't ton do it like today with our technology currently we it, couldn't do it or right. it would be incredibly expensive or something it, insanely like right yeah. Right. Yes. What do y'all think currently about because this kind of puts a lot of this shit together with AI. And the writers and I've been I was talking on threads the other day. That's a whole nother conversation. Whoa, hello right? threads. Right, right. That's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but it's all correlated. What do y'all think about you talking about the the gap between the wealthy and the poor? Like, bro, even the somewhat wealthy, i.e. actors and, and writers in Hollywood, are it's it's tough in these streets, bro. Mm -hmm. It's just like, we yes. ain't never, like Hollywood is shut down right now. Yeah. What yeah. do y'all think about that? And what do y'all think that says about our future as relates to AI and all of that? Mm. 
Oh yeah. I mean, shit. Do you want to, it's very incredibly necessary. I I think especially from like the, the, cause they're, I think their initial proposal and I don't, I am no means an expert on this shit at all, but I, it sounds like they're in the, uh, studio's initial proposal was pretty much, they wanted to say like, Hey, cool. We're going to come in and just like, uh, face map you, like get all the footage and the stuff we need for the AI and stuff and pay you for a day's work. And then we're just going to do what we want with it for however long we want to do with it. So it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Um, so obviously, you know, no, no. let's like go fuck <laughs> no. yourself. But and in, in even with, it's interesting though, I, I so I'm not super familiar. We fucked around with it a little bit, but I think also it's collecting how it works is it's collecting from everything that it can, can grab from, right? Yes. So it's more of like a, a, like a, like we were talking about, more like a a, a mean or a medium 100%. of the collective work rather than trying, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I and I wonder, and I'm sure that's going to change too. Yes. But every so this still is going to be more and more and more important for for particular artistry and yes. for specifics yes. and for your own experiences and stuff like that that you can't really get in in like an aggregate you know, type of like Google search in yes. 0.2 seconds for it to like whip through. Yes. Um, but look, it is, it is like you're saying too, it's, it's the, it's becoming easier. I, I think as a culture, this is what happens when like you, everybody comes to America to get rich and fuck bitches and right. It's the American dream and all right. this stuff. And I, and I think when you do that without any, when everybody is doing that without integrity, hmm. the kind of the bottom starts to fall out a little bit. Hmm. And it's like, well, how much money is enough money? Hmm. Uh, and how, who are you willing to to destroy or what kind of like a, a big thing that we've noticed, too, that was really frustrating is like there's no people don't care about the quality of, of a product or something like that. It's mm-hmm. more just about like maybe in, in the beginning to get the the, the hook. investors and get the yeah. money and then it's and just immediately the cheapest thing we can possibly do. And, and like, look, I, 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 I get it. I get yeah. it. And I understand. But, you know, eventually what happens is people just move on from the company and then it's just kind of like it's got its seven year cycle. And it dies. But the original owners sold it. And so it's like a seven year. And they go off and do their thing and they realize they're not happy with all that money on their island that they bought still. And that's something that they're still going to have to figure out. (laughs) Nobody can hide from it. But it's um, it's an interesting thing that I think culturally we're as a species kind of all going through at the same time right now where it's like this billionaire or bus mentality is kind of having this make or break moment. You know, it's like in, in, uh, you know, climate change, all these, we're having a lot of intense, uh, uh, things that we're having to focus on right now. It's like mm. a society. And, uh, I think we're going to be all right, but it is going to require a lot of, um, change, I guess. Mm. Five, five, five. Five five five. There's doing? a steakhouse in Long Beach that we should go to. It's called Five Five Five. Go crazy. It's really good. We get the chicken and <laughs> <laughs> the martini. Yes. Yeah, Those but it's like right by the ocean. It's beautiful. Yes. What do you think? AI. Oh, okay. So a lot of people are. I always say this. I feel like I'm talking about it so much, and yeah. and I I like I I've you now become attached to my opinion on okay, it, which okay, sure. is probably not true. I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle, right? So the yeah. first thing was everybody was afraid. Because it, it it was the initial stages of it was stealing a- aspects of other people's work and yes. smashing it together and saying it's new. Yeah, um, that's weird. Yeah. That's definitely weird. And I was not aware of it. And I I remember posting a bunch of pictures of myself, and I was like, oh yeah, we need to talk about this, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But now what I'm seeing and I'm noticing is that it's like customer service, which is a job that like nobody likes could be handled. You know, a bunch of like medical positions, paperwork in doctor's offices is like 99% of the job. Now my brother works in a hospital and he's like, yeah, it's mostly paperwork. Like I'm very depressed. It sucks. I can't Mm. care for people. Mm. So imagine like, the good stuff too, but yes, let's defend our creative rights. Let's, let's have people that maybe were working these more like, uh, transactional jobs. Let's free them up. Like let's give them the tools. Maybe they're still, that's still their job, but they're using AI to do the work so they can become creatives. I would love to see a revolution. And I think that's what's happening in Hollywood is, is they're like, Hey, let's defend our, rights and and everything is streaming so Mm. even like with music like you went from in the the late 90s early 2000s you know you would get two big songs and put them on an album and sell it for 20 bucks and if you got a little bit of attention that shit would go platinum right that's just how it went exactly so like now if if netflix doesn't want to is it netflix that it's like the streaming platforms that are fucking everybody tp or some shit which is all of them niggas like hbo max netflix amazon so they're all all gonna go down if they don't Here's the thing, They're man. pretty fucking established. Well, the reason so why was they might the cable not go companies. Down, so, huh? so was Blockbuster. We would have to, right, we would have to choose as a society to we start We would have being, to produce and, and promote never, our own because, films. Because here's the thing about capitalism that's so strange, hmm. is that it is, uh, so one of the most interesting things y'all could ever watch is the PBS documentary Amazon Empire. Oh. It's so good. Let me write it down. You dig what I'm saying? And it's just like, and it's just like, from the big bottom to the top, Jeff Bezos, his people, their story. And it was just like, and at the beginning, like, I love great, I love great documentaries because I think a documentary is more difficult than a movie because you have to create a narrative mm-hmm. and make it work together right, rather right. than, rather than, uh, you have to create a narrative of shit that is not narrative. You dig what I'm saying? And make a narrative of it. I think that's so great. I love that. So they edited this one person in like at the very beginning. And then she was like one of the people who was like with Jeff from the beginning. And it's like, it starts off just like this. She was just like, oh, uh, yeah, world domination, that was the plan from the very beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it, that's how it starts. You know what I'm saying? It's so fucking good. Oh, you know shit. what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, like, the reason why he started off selling books is because there are more items in the book section than any other section. Mm. Not because he liked books. Right. But because there are more of them, which means more money and more to sell. So anyway, right. um, their motto is customer obsession. Mm. Slick, Jeff Bezos is the OG of data. Mm-hmm. He understood that if I can understand how you would want to do a thing and I can thereby advertise you shit based on how you would prefer to do a thing, you're going to do a thing a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This is the OG algorithm nigga is yeah. Jeff Bezos, which yeah. is why he fucking rules Earth, right? And so, but the thing about it to take it back to the Netflix and sp- streaming Spotify is that these things, these sites are so great for the consumer mm. they're just not great right. for the producers on uh, it right nigga 15 dollars for every song in the history of time in my pocket yeah. it's gonna be really hard for you to make me not go for that as a nigga who just listens to it right yeah exactly. i don't really care about you herbie because you're you're the rich bourgeoisie anyway right. fuck you right i i work at goddamn home depot yeah. so fuck you i'm gonna listen to your music yeah. and you'll get your point zero zero one of opinion Said, and be yeah. happy yeah mm-hmm. you think i'm saying that's what makes these things difficult to 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 combat mm-hmm. is because they are really good for the end consumer. Sure, sure. They're just not really cognizant of the fact that we as humans are also producers and not just consumers. And you remember the time when like music artists were like, I'm not putting my shit on Spotify. I'm pulling my shit off the stream. 
it's like if everybody doesn't do it it's not going to work so that's why this is pretty shocking and like impressive that the actors and writers are doing it i wish we in music had a right i was saying to alex before we started this podcast today i was like yo imagine if like artists understood record contracts I know. If we had a I union. Know. And, and so the film, shout out to SAG. film industry always gets it. Shout out to SAG and WGA because it's like you you you're not finna get on TV if you're not a part of the gang. Do you right. think what I'm saying? It's like right. you can't be on TV if you're not SAG, which works perfectly beneficial mm-hmm. in moments like this because if shit not good, we could shut this whole bitch down. Yeah. You right. can't shut music down. It's the right. wild, wild west. It's right. dude. You cannot and shut the music down. And streaming has always made it, it we, I had somebody tell me in like uh, um, I, I don't know. Well, I'll just I'll just tell the story because they said like don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty so. much a, a, an executive, yes, at a major label. Uh huh. Uh huh. Head of marketing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just getting all the head shakes. I point the elbows. Threw, the, <laughs> threw their hands up in frustration and said, yes. "I don't know how to make a record hot until it's hot already." Hmm. Yeah. So music, because we they all got fucked and we didn't understand the, the record contracts. We now have artists that are independent that are getting hits. It's just starting to happen just 100%. now. Does this didn't happen ten years we ago? We are now in the moment where we're in the future. Like we are in the moment where you literally we've been saying this shit for years, yep. but we're there right now. now you do not need a label. Right. Period. So maybe the film industry you can could go get crazy. there. Crazy. You think I said ten years away? But again, but the problem, which is why, like, it's like. Again, yin yang. There's there's balance necessary because of unions. They can do collective things for mm-hmm. the industry that benefits. Again, me as a songwriter, mm-hmm. you dig what I'm saying? Like, here's the reality of why it sucks to be a songwriter and why I kind of lean more into artistry. And that's what I'm doing. I'm play y'all some shit after this podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I don't get no day rate. There's no day rate for a songwriter. I got to come in. I got to be in there seven hours with whoever you are, giving your all, giving my all, and I leave. And the next day, you, the artist, could say, mm, I don't like those songs. <laughs> and they never come out. And let's say they do come out, right? I, uh, one of the songs that I did recently, I did, I wrote the majority of it. The entire thing. You dig know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just like, and I own a tiny fragment of that song. A, a ridiculously, insanely tiny fragment. And there's no, and it's not like nobody did me dirty. It's just like, it was just standard. Like, it made sense. It wasn't like, it wasn't, they didn't fuck me. But it's just like the very nature of it because there is no governing bodies. There's no FDA. There's no SGA. There's no nothing to decide. It's just like, oh, no, you don't get no day rate. You only get paid if the song comes out and you get your publishing royalties 12 to 18 months later. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be $6,000 maybe yeah, in yeah. a year. You dig <laughs> what I'm saying? It is just like, bro. And it's, and it's the most important part I think the only the way music process. exists is because so, it's written. Well, it's so in like, you know, from having kind of been like both sides of the coin too, it's like, yeah, that's how, why I learned how to produce. I understood when we did Carmen who I'd go in there. I was like, Oh, wait, wait, wait. So we, we just, they keep all of the things we go in and like, we could say, you know, I want it like this, whatever. And like we leave and they do whatever they want. Hmm. And then the label is telling them something else too. And hmm. then it just comes out and we're like, Oh, okay. So it was all of these interesting dynamics, but like the writing is the most important part and it takes the most energy hmm. and it's the least. Now as a producer, you can say that. No leverage. Well, no, but I, 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 no I'm a, cause you produce too. So oh, yeah. like what's harder making a beat or composing a song? 
Well, for me, uh, maybe things are different for different people. Mm-hmm. Writing is easier. Again, whatever you want to call it, veil to the whatever. Mm-hmm. You play a beat right now, I'm going. Yeah, Gary, you're doing it. Yeah, it's, I've it's seen it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, but <laughs> producing is a little bit more. You dig what I'm saying? It's a bleep, little bleep, more. Bleep. What's the organizational side? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. Which, which is cool. Like, I love producing. Yeah. But writing does come easier for me. Sure. But I wouldn't say that that's for everybody. Yeah. But even even for a producer in the music industry, it's just like. Again, back to the beauty of technology and the curse of technology. Mm-hmm. Timbaland, I remember I used to research it because I wanted to be him, for real. Back in 2004, 2005, Timbaland made $500,000 a beat. Yeah. You hear me? That's what I'm saying. Zero producers. Yeah. Only fuck, Metro, nigga, nobody Those times is are making $500,000 a beat. Why? Because you get a laptop right now. Yeah. You get your phone right now. They got Ableton for the phone, my nigga. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can make a beat. So there is no... And because of the internet, because of... Yeah, was peak. Because of people honestly mm-hmm. wanting to get out, wanting to be... Wanting to... Back to... This is the problem with capitalism is and why it just inherently don't work because it kind of implodes from the bottom. Right. It's just like... Because I'm so thirsty to get a placement, I, I, I do your beat... Five hundred dollars right now. Yeah, right, right, right. So you driving the whole mm-hmm. market down, you and that's what, what could I'm happen. Saying? That could happen in there Hollywood. Are so many little niggas. That's cold. Yeah, that's like cold. Waiting for their shot. We'll give. We'll get. Well, you can buy for five hundred dollars. Yeah. And so now, take Keith is just like, and, and all shout out to take Keith. He cold. I'm just using him as a random name example. Whatever your favorite producer is, yeah, might not be able to charge. Like again, biggest producers out probably charging maybe fifteen. Yeah, maybe. I'm talking about. A-list super producers. Yeah, the highest. Again, unless they got personal relationships that will, again, Some artists will show love and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm giving you 50 bands for this, whatever. But it's just like 100,000? No. no. And it's because it's just, again, with streaming, with so little money in it, mm-hmm. people want to pay the littlest amount with the fact that it's accessible to everybody and everybody can do it. The value is not there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a rapper. So you know if you're listening to music that you love, that person really loves to make music. Yes. Because it's not that lucrative for most of us. It is not that lucrative. For, yeah. It is, it is, it is, um, it is not. And it's with, in, in Hollywood because yeah. of all the stuff. Well, my, we were, we, we like qualified for like SAG health insurance one yeah. time. And I was like, damn, they have all these systems. Like we were taken care of because mm. we were on SNL or something yeah. one time. Yeah. They played reruns of that. I was just talking to my like, friend who was on SNL yesterday about this exact thing. She was just yeah. like, they tried, they tried to make me get in SAG from being on there one time. Yeah. No. Film and TV is like, they take care of people. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I wish there was a world. I think I would be more interested in making films and television if it was independent because oh, it feels future. like the I'm, music. You, you know the future? Tell me. Oh. <laughs> I know you got it. You got one. I got skulls. Nigga. Right, oh, just use that crystal. Yeah. We go hold the amethyst. Hold the amethyst. Tell us the future. <laughs> Let me tell y'all the future. <laughs> Please. Direct to consumer. It is the future. So the future is you gonna just sell your shit straight to the people. Yeah, you dig what I'm saying? And like that sounds so basic, but it's just like it is the future. And, and what that requires you to like, because we've it kind of. I don't know why, but we've had to do this our whole fucking career. This yes. is how anybody knows who we are. At we got all. we got into that DTC thing early, early, yes. early, like early. uncomfortable, before, and everybody didn't believe in it yet. Yes. Yeah, before it's like now the the thing that it is. But it's like what that does on the other hand too is it's like 
we were on a couple of this podcast talking about like what requires what's required of you as an artist today and stuff. And it's, it's such a can be such an overwhelming amount of energy and focus and work yes. just to then create the art. Yes. And now you have to be the marketing department as well. 100%. And <laughs> there's like, it's all of these things. So it, yes. it can be, trust me, everybody listening, like, um, I feel like we're slowly starting to understand ways to get all these things done. And then on top of all that, it's quality of life. Yes. What the fuck are you working so Make hard Make some for? boundaries for yourself. Yeah, because- I feel like we talked about this this entire season, which mm. is why this is such perfect timing. So yes. I knew like last week we were trying to get you on and I was like, let's trust it. Yeah. Trust, there's that word again. Yes. Because this is exactly all y'all need to know to yes. start your creative journeys. If you're just starting, if you're in the middle of it, if you've been doing it for 50 years, like just grateful that we can have these conversations because if this podcast was available to us when we were 12 years old, like yes. this would be iconic. Yes, man. Own your own. Man. Like shout out to LaRussell. I know y'all be saying Yeah, LaRussell's amazing. You know mm-hmm. It's just yeah. like people like him, he's seeing the future. It's yeah. just like, it don't matter how lit you think he is and how much he's streaming. Yep. He sold his, he sold 4,000 of his first project yep. that he put out on this particular platform called Even. He made a hundred K. Dude, because and I feel like, it was pay what you want. Yeah. It was offer based. So some people was paying them two hundred dollars for it. And I feel like Ryan Leslie paved the way for oh, that. Yeah, right, right. And then he there was the like super phone. Yeah. Shit. And now the community came out. It's just like, yeah, you gotta have your you gotta you gotta get your people and have them. Yes. And not just be going through Netflix because all of that damn near finna it might go away it might. in five minutes. You dig what I'm saying? Like for real, because it's like yeah. really happening right yeah. now. Where it's just like, do you do you have a direct connection with your people? It's just like, I was talking about this. This is a super mm-hmm. high take. The The place we've already seen it and we need to be studying is porn. Yes. <laughs> that sounds crazy. But Fans only. You hear me? Because basically they went through this whole process already. already. Yeah. It's, like, the, it's like porn and then music and then Hollywood. Exactly. Film. Porn like- is the quickest as far as the movement of, yeah. of, of business. Yep. Porn was niggas was getting hella rich. Yep. Everybody had their little North Hollywood magic, bang bros, yep. whatever the fuck. And then Pornhub was like, nigga, Netflix, Hulu streaming. I'm finna take all y'all shit that y'all got people paying $20 a DVD and put it in one place for free. <gasps> Ads. Everybody broke. Yep. You dig what I'm saying? Like yeah. instantly everybody broke. Done. You dig what I'm yep. saying? It's just like except the little ad revenue that's coming. It's just like shook up the whole thing and then specifically because again back to patriarchy a lot of the women in those positions they don't own bang bros they're just the woman that's here and getting whatever they're no residual no what you know what i'm saying it's just like this is sucking for you yep only fans literally direct to consumer yeah patreon they balling on you yeah you hear me i'm talking about these women on only fans are balling right now yes because they understand it's like oh I just need all the people who was going to watch Pornhub to want me specifically. Then yep. comes the psychology of, well, why would somebody pay for OnlyFans if they can get it free on porn? This, again, all of this, I know it's uh, lewd because we're talking about pornography, but think about this but from yeah, a business But yeah, here is a safe space, and right. we we believe in sex work, and we support Absolutely. everybody. Yeah. The, the, what's brilliant about it is the what they understood is that, yo, what this person wants more than anything you know what's way better than whacking off to a porn is whacking off to a porn and she says your name. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. And you know that you're it's like exclusivity. Yes, so how it's a can community. We as yeah. artists, again, 
create direct personal relationships, yep. signed vinyl, sign. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's what people actually want. They want access. Yeah. Right. You dig what I'm saying? They and want a relationship. They want a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you can't get that from Netflix yet. You can't get you it know? from Netflix. If they're smart, they'll figure out how to do that and pay people properly. But we'll see. I mean, it's a, it's a long conversation, but it's really important. Community. Yeah. It, yeah. No, it really And is keep that in mind to all y'all who have like a pottery company or like cookie bakery. Like you can literally build these connections where people will not go a birthday without ordering your cookies. You hear me? Because like this is their, you become a part of their life. Yes. And that's what we want as creators too. That's what you probably want as creators is like your tribe, your people to be around you and support you. And do we really need a billion dollars? No. No. I need three billion. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> no, we were talking about this. Like, how much money do you really need? Yeah, you know, can you can you be can you live your life making three million dollars a year? I think somebody did a study. <laughs> it's like, yes. Somebody Some, did a study and they were like, when would you stop worrying about money? Hmm. And I think the number was between five and seven hundred thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. And, and most and, people feel that between half a million and seven fifty, they're like, and really, I won't even think about it. Here's the here's another interesting point in that like so let's let's get real clear back to what capitalism the internet all of this does um to be in the richest one percent of the country you only need to own, earn five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year that's the richest one percent of America yeah it's five hundred and twenty five thousand yeah. dollars so you're saying that people will finally feel satisfied when they're richer than 99% of everybody else. Yeah. That's a ridiculous That's notion. not okay. Yeah. $200,000, I would say, as a person who who has experienced that level in a year mm-hmm. and realized that, oh, I'm not really thinking about it. Now, I can't ball <laughs> out. But it's just like, but you're not I'm stressing. You're right. I'm straight. Right. I'm going to get like, another order of nachos. You dig it? I'm saying yeah. like, I'm going to get another order and I don't know. I don't even care what they cost. You yeah. Dig yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I'll pay it. $200,000, I think, is the level of like comfort. Well, and I think you that's also it very depends solid. on where yeah. you're living. Depends on where you are. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I was in Chicago. LA, so LA is, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. LA, three million. Shut <laughs> up. No, 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 I'm kidding. But it is, look, it, it is, I, I what I, what what I try to focus on yeah. in times when so many things are fucking turning upside down mm-hmm. with industries and life and, uh, you know, we're talking, it's all, it feels like all the Eckhart stuff, like you're saying, it's like we we needed the human ego yeah. as a human species yeah. to survive 100%. up to this point. Now, the only way forward is to dissolve the ego. Hmm. And that's what Evolve kind of- die. And that's kind of this this rub that we're starting to feel right now. Yes. Everyone of the indigo children, the age of, you know, everyone is starting to realize they have all these feelings all of a sudden. And it's d- d- dissolving the ego that's going to allow us, you know, maybe we don't need to create a company that's going to dominate the planet. Maybe, yes. we, do you know what I mean? It's like those those kind of things. And it's because it's hard because the ego, human ego is so fucking powerful. You know, mm-hmm. it can be really it completely sensory overwhelming. Yes. But um, I do think I try to focus on that in in the middle of all the change like there is always these incredible opportunities yes and there's always these incredible times for you know maybe instead of all this you know money growth it's about you know spiritual growth or whatever what what is the carl jung quote he's like um dreamers go outside or no when you go outside you dream mm. when you go inside you awaken Whew. it's cold 
We need some of those bars <laughs> for our you next song. You heard it here first. <laughs> Me we have some great bars clubs. in our next song. It's really amazing. And we're going to listen to some of your music without you. Sorry. And to clarify. You'll hear it soon. Yes, they'll hear it soon. Yeah. This will make sense song. later, but I do not have a foot fetish. Okay. Oh. Just saying. Yes. I don't actually have a foot fetish. You didn't have to tell us this that. This will make sense. Of, yeah, we could have just lived our lives. I totally don't. We have some, some TikTok ideas for that part. Too. Yeah, anyways, uh, I'm excited to hear it. Okay, well, if you didn't know, if you didn't know, now you know it's Charity. And you need to follow Charity at Charity Croft on most every platform. You could just Google him. There's so much great content out there. Thank you for giving us your afternoon to be on this podcast and share your journey, which is so epic. And then all of the amazing things that you're working on and, 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 um, yeah, feel free to go. Your appetite to continue to learn because I've learned a shitload from you. Thank you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's cool. It's really, um, it's cool. It's you need a friend rad. like this in your life to push you and to continue to create with you too. That's like always. And to support your local basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Oh my God, thanks. <laughs> I want to say I'm grateful for y'all. Y'all are um, y'all are two of my favorite people. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, I feel like I am genuinely y'all friends and I just work whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all are beautiful people and I'm grateful for you. No, you're stuck with us, unfortunately. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate you. Or if you know, let us know if you don't want to be. Yeah, I'm cool with being stuck. <laughs> Change your number if you don't. I'm kidding. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode, and we will see you next week with some more shenanigans. Hola,